morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, 731 AM family. It is June 30th. We're going to get into another dope episode of the 731 AM podcast. First big anniversary. Let's talk about it. In 2004, one of the greatest superhero films of all time, Spider-Man 2, released in theaters nationwide. I can remember the exact day it came out. Left school early. Wasn't supposed to, but it's Spider-Man. I have to do it for him. He's from Queens. You know what I mean? Peter Parker. I rep for him. Went to the uh, movie theater on, I think, Rockaway Boulevard, right by where I'm at. And it was jam-packed. Dr. Octopus. Ugh. Listen. Legendary comic book movie villain. You felt bad from by the end. Just from start to finish, man. One of the best films ever to drop during that whole period, man. So, yeah. Charlie, like, do you remember where you were when that when Spider-Man 2 dropped? Well, honestly, when I when Spider-Man 2 dropped, I was seven. So I think that I saw it. I don't know if I saw it in theaters. I feel like I must have seen it later, like once it was out. But I, I mean, the first Spider-Man, but then Spider-Man 2 especially, I think really made me fall in love with the genre. Um, ooh, this one is a story for me. Hopping over into music and entertainment. Entertainment. Rolling Stone, who I feel like we all know and love Rolling Stone, the publication. Um, but one of the things that they've done forever is they put out lists of the greatest acts of all time. Um, I feel like their most famous ones are the greatest albums of all time. Yesterday, they put out their list of the 50 greatest superhero movies of all time. Um, and we've got some takes about it. I, I, overall, uh, the top 10, I think, is is pretty bad. I, no, I don't think it's pretty bad. I disagree with a lot of the a lot of the um, the items in the top 10. Elton, you want to just run through them real quick? All right. Number 10, The Incredibles, which I kind of agree with. Wonder Woman, number nine. Uh, it's like a top 20 for me. Thor Ragnarok, I can agree with that. Number should, be eight. Higher. should be higher. Should be way higher. Like number three, uh, number four, maybe. Now, this one, Charlie, this one breaks my soul. The Dark Knight at number seven, bro. That, ah, blasphemy. That should be like top two. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Charlie, I know this one hits you a lot. This should be like top four at least, right? And Superman, the original one, is num- at number five. Avengers Endgame is number four. I prefer Infinity War. I'd, I'd put Infinity War there. Logan, number three, is legit. Spider-Man 2 at number two is straight facts. And I love this film to death. Black Panther at number one, eh. How are you feeling about that one, Charlie? Yeah, overall, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, to me, Wonder Woman is absolutely uh, not top 10. I, Wonder Woman is uh, a, gr- a great movie that was interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, but overall, I, I just think was not... The thing about a top 10, they put out so many superhero movies that to me, the movies that go into the top 10 need to be movies that sort of revolutionize the genre in a way. And so I would argue that Incredibles is firmly top 10. I think The Incredibles is like the best, the second best animated superhero movie of all time. And then... For me, it's like no-brainers. Like the Dark Knight, Dark Knight demonstrated that you can make a superhero movie that is like an Oscar-winning movie with incredible, incredibly nuanced performances, different from the theatrical performances of Alfred Molina. It's actually like these nuanced, dark, twisted performances. Um, so I agree, Dark Knight should be top four, top five, uh, and then Avengers Endgame number four is. I would say that's the gl- most glaring, ridiculous one to me on this list because. Endgame is great, uh, culminated a lot of the storylines, but just one of my biggest issues with Endgame is compared to the other Marvel movies, I don't think it has a notable visual style at all. Like, the final battle of Endgame takes place in this big gray expanse. There's nothing, like, visually recognizable about it versus the final battle in Infinity War uh, in Wakanda is, at the moment I just said that, if you've seen the movie, I bet you can picture the battle. Um, Some of the fight scenes in Black Panther, I think, also famously has one of the most distinct visual styles of any of the Marvel movies. Think about the... um, 
the coronation scenes. There's two different uh, coronation and battle scenes that happen in Black Panther at the beginning and the end of the movie, but they're so distinctly different visually, even though they're essentially the same narrative happening. So Black Panther to me is top five. Number one is crazy. Uh, I think Spider-Man 2 should be number one. Or as I've said, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse to me is number one. And then shameless plug. This is a little bit different, but I wrote an article about ranking every single Marvel movie that had ever come out, not just the MCU movies, every single movie based on a Marvel character. I wrote it about six months ago, so a few movies have come out since. But in that list for me, I believe I had, uh, I think I had Logan at three, which Logan is absolutely incredible. I had Logan three, Black Panther two, Spider-Man into Spider-Verse one. Um, so like my list is not super different from this, but I think Avengers Endgame 4 is absolutely silly. Avengers Endgame is top 20, but I don't even necessarily think it's top 10. Um, and Thor Ragnarok is top 5. Thor Ragnarok is one of the most fun, one of the most just enjoyable, goofy superhero movies ever made. I would rewrite this list. I'd put Thor Ragnarok at 5. I'd, if you wanted to put an Avengers movie at 4, I would maybe put Infinity War. Um, and then Logan, Spider-Man 2, Black Panther are fine for the top 3. I just probably would reorder them. Yeah, Charlie, I feel you on that. I'm glad I didn't write that article because I would have been, it would have came out that I'm a Blade fanboy and Blade 2 would have been my number one simply because of that scene where they're walking down the street and the most deaf song is playing in the background. Most deaf superhero movies, number one pick every well, time. That's sick as hell. Blade 2 for number one. Hot take. You heard it here first and I love it. I love that. <laughs> Um, So this isn't actually news as much as just uh, an interview that I published this week that I'm really proud of and I think is really interesting. Um, If you haven't heard it yet, Pharrell a few weeks ago put out a song called Cash In, Cash Out. It's Pharrell featuring 21 Savage and Tyler, the creator. It is such a good song. Um, But more than that, they put out this music video that if you haven't watched the music video, go watch it. Um, The entire music video is meant to look like claymation. It looks like all these claymation depictions of the uh, of the rappers on the song um, but then it's all meant to replicate a zoetrope which is zoetrope is a really antiquated animation technology that was used it's like revolving um, and you would put little mini figures on it essentially and then revolve them in a way to replicate motion um, it's like one of the first forms of how they created animation I spoke this week with uh, the managing director of Electric Theater Collective, which Electric Theater Collective is the visual effects agency or collective that did all the visual effects for the video. Um, and something that's so interesting about the video is when you watch it, and the video was directed by Francois Rousselet, but if you watch the video, something that's so interesting about it is that while you're watching it, you kind of think it's real claymation, um, but it's not. I, I talked to uh, the managing director, John Purton, a lot about it, and part of why they didn't do it with real claymation at all was because of the pandemic. They first... They first uh, got this pitch from Pharrell in 2020 um, and started working on it. And then they had to stop for a long time. Then they eventually had to go to completely only CGI. Um, But a quote from John, he said, we wanted people to question whether we did this for real or if it was CGI and go watch it. Honestly, something that's so interesting about it and that John told me is like, you can kind of pause on any frame of the video and zoom in. And it is so hyper detailed that you really can't tell. It's like maybe they did just film this and these are claymation figures. Um, It's one of my favorite videos I've seen recently. I think it's a really interesting, interesting video. And it also, the song is very repetitive in ways. Um, It has the cash in, cash out, uh, like repeated throughout. And then the video is also repetitive. It's like, it's not a narrative as much as it's a repeated sequence. It it, it exists more like an art piece than like a narrative video. Check out the article I wrote about it because um, I just feel like we got some great quotes and some great insight about how they made the video. If you haven't heard the song, listen to it. If you haven't seen the video, watch the video. And then after you watch the video, if you're like, how the hell did they make this? Go to 137pm.com and read the article called How They Made Pharrell's Cash In Cash Out Video. Also, side note, I think the Something in the Water Festival went down last weekend and they it was the first time they did that song live. Oh my God, just Tyler going nuts. 21 Savage actually jumped. 
you know he's like the guy that sits down super chill he actually had energy on stage that time so you could tell that performance was lit so make sure y'all check that out something in the water 2022 festival cash and cash out live yeah, I think it's a contender right now for a, a top five song of the year so far. Like, I, I, it's just, it is such a bop. It is such a fun song. Um, Elton, gaming news. Tell me about it. Gaming. Ah, now I get to get nerdy. All right. So, I'm an old head gamer, right? I have to admit, though, I'm not really old enough to the point where I remember, like, the Atari. Or, I've never owned an Atari console or played any of the games on it. So this announcement yesterday came out about this new Atari games compilation. It has me curious because it has over 90 games included on it. The name of this new collection is called Atari 50, the anniversary celebration. It's going to be on damn near everything. PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam. It's supposed to be dropping sometime this winter. Now the games that will be on this thing will feature stuff from like the arcade days in the 80s, Atari 2600, the 5200, 7800, Atari 8-bit computers, the Atari Lynx, and Atari Jaguar. Terrible console, but I'm sure they found like maybe two or three gems from it to include in this compilation. Now, what's even cool about this whole upcoming collection is the fact that it'll come with six brand new games that pretty much revive old Atari IPs and like properties and whatnot, like just kind of remixes on old games that came out or just entirely new entries. Finally, you'll be able to watch over 60 minutes of interviews with some big things from the gaming industry, Atari designers and engineers from way back in the day, and a whole lot more. So lately, it's been a lot of these big gaming publishers like Capcom and Konami dropping collections of just old classics from the 80s and 90s. Atari has so much history behind them. It's a 50th year anniversary, so this collection makes a ton of sense. Charlie... Let's talk about some food we're going to regret eating as soon as we have it. This one is, uh, I don't even know what vertical, what genre to put this one in. We just <laughs> thought it was so silly. And so we have to talk about it. Elton, will you mind leading this one? I, what is this? Tell me about this very, very silly thing Taco Bell is doing. Okay, so just when you thought the menu at Taco Bell couldn't get any crazier, right? The restaurant chain has announced that they were testing a new item. It's called the Big Cheez-It Tostada. So it's layering ground beef, sour cream, tomatoes, lettuce, and cheddar cheese on a big-ass Cheez-It. It's 16 times the size of the original Cheez-It. So this new item is in the testing phase at the moment. It'll only be offered at the Taco Bell in Irvine, California for the next two weeks. So we're hoping Bo can, you know, do a little experiment for us and hopefully live to, to tell the tale. Taco Bell hopes to duplicate the process of their Doritos Locos taco shells. This could definitely be the next step on the path to fast food greatness. Charlie, would you eat this on a Friday night, 2 a.m., and you're just drunk off your ass? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think, um, I mean, like, part of what's so funny and good about Taco Bell's marketing is that it's already a successful product because here we are talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's, like, they just do these ridiculous, silly things, and, like, the Doritos Locos tacos, uh, whether or not they, I mean, they are delicious, but, like, it's less about if it's delicious or I want to eat it and more just about the the spectacle of i just want to see the cheese it 16 times bigger than a traditional cheese it that's huge but if it ever makes its way out to colorado apologies i don't live in colorado anymore if it ever makes its way out to new york or colorado though when i visit my family but if it ever makes its way out to new york yeah i will be indulging i think i will definitely indulge elton will you indulge you know what at one point in college i had that kfc double down uh, sandwich i think it was like a big hot dog in the middle of a ch chicken breast yeah so, you know, I have regrets, but I can have more regrets. So Taco Bell, I'm coming to see you real soon, fam. The double down was insane. <laughs> the double down was the sandwich where instead of bread, it was chicken. It was fried chicken instead of bread, yeah. correct? Um, Elton, you want to take us home? Yes, sir. 
that's it for today's episode guys for more details on these stories and more make sure you head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all our social media platforms also do yourself a favor and come chill with us in the discord we chat about anything and everything we have live stages about like dope tv shows with the entertainment section you know talk about nfts and cannabis and gaming just come holler at us man there's a very healthy community in there we'll be back again tomorrow and as always remember to stay curious.